Hopefully just... you're not going after 16-year-olds. Ah, uh, maybe. <laughs> then hopefully you're in Iowa. All right, here we are. This is Rock Hard Caucus, episode 110. It is now Iowa summer. It's April 14th. It turned into the summer real quick. It's 80 degrees outside. I got my window open. Listeners, you may hear a loud truck drive by. That's just summer vibes here. (laughs) Podcast summer. Podcast uh, (laughs) ambiance. Yeah. (laughs) Real classy. Yeah, just imagine Evan and I chilling on the porch, drinking a big pitcher of lemonade as we discuss Iowa politics and news. Drinking a big pitcher of Mountain Dew Zero. Yeah, the uh, um, there's a there is a lemon like lemonade Mountain Dew. Hmm. Oh yeah, I've uh, had that actually. Yeah, where did you see it, or where did you try it? Um, so my girlfriend at her work gives like free pop out to their employees. And they always get like weird stuff. So they get like um, all the different kinds of Mountain Dew. Um, they had that. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a Mexican like apple soda. Huh. Uh, it's like something they sold or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> the only lemon Mountain Dew that I have seen anywhere is exclusive to Witch Witch. Oh, yeah. And it sucked, but whatever. <laughs> I've never even had Baja Blast. Um, oh, I'm wow. a I'm a Taco John's guy uh, over sure. Taco Bell. So yeah, and I don't really drink that much Mountain Dew. I'm drinking yeah. a Coors Light right now because I'm boycotting Bud Light. Um, <laughs> but I also heard that Coors is also a, a SJW company. So like, I'm not sure if I'm really helping the cause or not. Yeah, they're gonna put a trans man on the can very soon. Oh, so what that. Actually, yeah, that would be really good. That would be awesome. (laughs) Bud and Coors are fighting the, they're fighting sort of, it's sort of the battle of the sexes, but they're both trans. So it's, yeah, it's a woke battle of the sexes. Oh man. Yeah. They could definitely make some Super Bowl ads off that concept. (laughs) That'd be some good stuff. Some good cross promotion. It would make everyone happy. Yeah. Both sides are represented. Trans men and trans women. There you go. It's perfect. (laughs) Who who will you choose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which do you prefer? <laughs> so uh yeah, it's just Evan and I tonight. Um Stella was planning on being here, but as as you all probably know, she has a child now and uh the messages that she was sending us a few minutes ago were kind of frantic. Apparently he is like he found his way into the vents in their house and he's crawling all yeah. over and laughing like a little gremlin. <laughs> Mm, yeah i think she's laughing like that scene in breaking bad um where they find the the money in the vent <laughs> uh, wait the am i space? getting that wrong the crawl space you, yeah, yeah you may be conflating two different events <laughs> i probably am that happens yes, a lot stella's on she's lying on her back in the crawl space and the camera is zooming out yeah 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 she's laughing like the joker <laughs> yeah the baby got into their secret money that they had stashed down mm. there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The other day, I guess he like, uh, he chewed a hole in the wall and he was like pulling out all the insulation. So yeah, he's a real troublemaker. That guy. He's been sticking his tongue into electrical sockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, better uh, better sticking your tongue in electrical sockets than the mouth of the Dalai Lama, right? This is a topical <laughs> show. That's true. That's true. It's a lot safer. Mm-hmm. Where do but you stand the, uh, on that issue? Uh, I don't. I barely know about it. Um, one thing I will say is that electrical outlets will not apologize to you after you stick your tongue in them. So, I mean, that's like plus one point for Dalai Lama. That's true. Yeah, they never apologize. Yeah, electricity is cruel, cruel beast. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, our best wishes to Stella and her family uh, recovering the little the little boy who is trapped in the vents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prayers up. <laughs> Uh, in real important news, uh, I want to thank everyone who showed your support for the Englert production staff who are unionizing. We made a bit of a media push last week uh, in the lead up to the Mission Creek Festival. Ruffled a few feathers. and uh, mm-hmm. Good job. <laughs> yeah, we were... There was an article in the Little Village that kind of started it off and then... We were just like, you know what? Let's let's push a little bit. Let's make more people aware that this is happening. Yeah, and it's people a good, good sure were time aware. to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of shows going on. Yeah. So to everybody who sort of helped us increase uh, community awareness of what's going on over there, thank you. I salute you. And uh, hopefully there will be more news soon. But I don't know <laughs> at this point. <laughs> good luck. Godspeed. And maybe. Once this process is complete, we could talk about it in more detail on this <laughs> show. But up to this point, I felt like it was better to keep this separate from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably a good idea mm-hmm. uh, for now. Yeah. We felt so far that it, it would be better for everyone if this just uh, resolved quickly and quietly. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't quick enough. So it got a little less quiet. Yeah. That's kind of how it goes. So you got to leave your options open. Mm -hmm. But I think things are going well. I can say that much now. Good. Rest assured, we we will be getting what we want. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Power of the workers. Yeah, for sure. Especially when the workers are me. Yeah. (laughs) So I had a few things pulled up for us to talk about today. Uh, but there was kind of an emergency addition to the notes here, a piece that came out just yesterday in the Des Moines Register. I haven't, I didn't read the whole thing, but I saw a lot of people getting upset about it. So I figured it would be a good thing for us to talk about. Do you remember Randy Evans? Um, I know who he is. Um, I'm not really familiar with his like ideology or any of his like work as a journalist, but I know he was a former Des Moines Register columnist i think he was a weekly columnist wasn't he i think that's right Um, yeah i don't believe we've ever featured any of his work on our show yeah not that i remember believe so it's possible but i don't know yeah maybe in passing Mm -hmm. well uh if you didn't know i think this is going to be a fairly iowa city centric episode so sorry to everyone in the other corners of the state but (laughs) (laughs) if you do not know uh matt walsh uh, how how should we sum him up? Anti-trans shithead? <laughs> what uh, else is he? Yeah. Um, ben Shapiro's sidekick. Yeah, he's uh, a Daily yeah. Wire guy, right? He's a Daily Wire guy. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. But yes, he's also one of the most viciously anti-trans people. And well, any 
anything that isn't like uh, traditional gender roles or like uh, girls getting married off at like 17, um, mm-hmm. then he's probably not in favor of it. 17, maybe a little high, actually, from what I've yeah. heard of this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe a little old for him. Uh, yeah, he's Catholic. I was just like brushing up on his personal life earlier. He's Catholic. He's got, I believe, five children, two sets of twins. I guess mm. that doesn't matter that much. The Catholic part is Two sets most of important. twins. Hmm. Possibly yeah, that in vitro? Exactly. That doesn't happen that naturally that like, often, right? No, that's pretty un- that's pretty unlikely to happen, we'll say. Yeah. Um, might it have been using like they, some... They, they might not have been, been uh, having traditional babies. Yeah, they, <laughs> they might have been meddling been... in God's plan for their lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Matt Walsh, uh, he's going to be speaking at uh, the University of Iowa next Thursday. Or next Wednesday, sorry, next Wednesday, the 19th. He's going to be speaking on campus. The uh, university chapter of the Young Americans for Freedom, the YAF, is bringing him out. Before we read any of Randy Evans's thing, uh, I will let you know right off the bat, uh, people are going to be protesting this, as they should. <laughs> In Iowa <'Cause>, City, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can you believe it? There's Iowa City college kids who are upset that Matt Walsh is going to come and tell them that, you know, gender ideology is the downfall of humanity. <laughs> so if if you want to hang out with cool people, they're going to be gathering at Hubbard Park, which is like the park that's across from the IMU, the Iowa Memorial Union. And this flyer I'm looking at says they're going to start gathering at like 4 p.m. So if you want to make a day of it, come hang out at Hubbard <laughs> Park. <laughs> uh, stay safe, because I, I imagine this is going to get uh, heated. <laughs> oh, and, y- you know, I don't think this is mentioned in the article either, but uh, one of the, the campus conservatives, like, their their chat leaked. Like, somebody uh, leaked messages from their chat where they were using the T slur. Oh, yeah, and they were like, <laughs> don't say that. Uh, because people might be mon- or like he- read these chats later on or something. Yeah, and I don't know how these got out, but somebody somebody must have been in the chat or like somebody in the chat shared it with someone else, and they printed off flyers and were hanging those up. <laughs> yeah, they're like, not that there's any anything wrong with you using that term, but it's yeah. uh, it's an operational <laughs> security issue. Yeah, it's good to say that, but just not here. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's just adding fuel to the fire, uh, the the culture war at the University of Iowa. All right, so R- Randy Evans, let's see what he thinks about this. Um, he is a retired member of the Des Moines Register editorial board, so he came out of retirement to write this piece. The headline is, "Have we forgotten how to agree to disagree?" <laughs> <laughs> Have you forgotten when those towers fell? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great start. Yeah, he opens with a bit of like a personal personal history thing. My friend Denny and I were as different as night and day. He was conservative. I wasn't. What were you? Yeah, what was he? Maybe we can fill in the gaps. I'm sorry, but just saying you're not a conservative <laughs> is not good enough these days, but <laughs> you got to go a little bit more detailed into that. Yeah, let's see if he says what uh, leftist org he belongs to. Many of the people who say they're not conservatives are, in fact, very conservative. <laughs> yeah, the type of person who is a retired, like, man who used to write for the newspaper. 
I just imagine he years of accumulated brain damage from being a journalist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he may have some conservative leanings that he maybe isn't acknowledging. But anyway, Denny was conservative. Randy claims he was not. He was not conservative. Mm-hmm. The other I accused category. him of I. So Randy accused Denny of being to the right of Attila the Hun. He <laughs> accused me of working for Pravda, the famed Communist Party newspaper. Wow. Is that a smear of the Des Moines Register specifically, do you think? Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. think of that. That's that's good. So Denny was... T- do you know anything about Attila the Hun's politics, Evan? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't, actually. Um, but I guess I guess he was pretty right, right-wing, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Let's see if he belonged to any parties. <laughs> yeah, I think that was uh, like, the, like what, the Byzantine Empire or some shit? <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. Or maybe a little bit uh, after that. I don't know, man. I took AP World History, but it's been a long time. Is there? I, I've got his Wikipedia pulled up. I'm seeing if there's like a controversy section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be. Yeah, that they do need to start adding that for historical figures. <laughs> controversy. <laughs> yeah, teach the <sighs> teach the controversy. Mm-hmm. All right, we don't need to get into a total the hunt anyway. <laughs> Uh, we thoroughly enjoyed poking each other this way. It was invigorating to hash over issues that were bubbling up in rural Iowa, at the Capitol in Des Moines, or out in Washington. So this is just two fellows on what are clearly complete opposite ends of the spectrum, just having a little fun. That's different as night and day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Randy and Denny. Their names aren't even that different, really. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But when all was said and done, neither of us would do or say anything to undermine our respect and admiration for the other. So what did you actually talk about? Like, again, zero specifics on any of the things that they possibly might have disagreed about. Uh, just issues that were bubbling up in rural Iowa and in yeah, Washington. Yeah, rural issues, capital issues, Washington Farms, issues. I guess. Yeah, farm subsidies. Yeah. yeah, immigration, I bet, was a big thing for them. Oh, I guess he does talk about it here. Free speech. That's one thing that they, they definitely believe, both believed in. Yeah. Yeah. That's common ground for them, I think. Uh, sadly, Denny is gone, and I miss our debates. I am confident we would have found common ground these days over the free speech turmoil that has embroiled some college campuses around the United States. Ah, here it is again. <laughs> the most important issue of our times, right? Yep. Free, free speech. speech at college. Yep. Broadly applied, fairly applied. Um, Again, writing again. We guess we haven't gotten the content of the article, but (laughs) guess what he thinks about people protesting Matt Walsh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What what does he think about their free speech rights? Just, just imagine. This is honestly a little unfair to Denny. Like, apparently, Denny has passed away, and Randy's just like using his dead friend to say, like, Denny would have thought this in complete agreement with me. By the way. Yeah. As if that bolsters his argument. (laughs) Different is night and day. Denny, if you're out there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we would have wondered whether such turmoil will be visited upon the University of Iowa this month when the national conservative commentator Matt Walsh speaks there. I wonder if he's going to tell us any specifics about Matt Walsh either, aside from national conservative commentator. National conservative commentator. National. That's an important word, I think, Mm -hmm. for Matt's ideology. He is mm-hmm. certainly a national conservative. Mm-hmm. That's, that's <laughs> Actually, true. Let me, let me see. 
I know I remember he has something pretty interesting in his Twitter bio. Um yeah, yeah. The first thing he calls himself is a theocratic fascist. Hmm. I'm sure that's a little tongue in cheek, but not entirely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really self aware. Uh, this is really important here. 400 people have signed an online change.org petition opposing Walsh's lecture on April 19th at the Iowa Memorial Union. He was invited by the Iowa Young Americans for Freedom student organization. Wow, 400 people. Wow. Oh, the change.org link. Oh, it's bringing me to a USA Today network. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like not allowed to look at the change.org. USA link. Today network requires you to enroll this device to access message links. Sorry. You fucked up the link, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not giving Gannett my fucking email. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I can go look at something that has nothing to do with them. Yeah, it's trying to take me to mimecast.com. That's, yeah, that's like a legit email, like filter service or something. I've, I've heard sure of that. It is. Mimes, yeah, Mimecast, definitely. Mimecast, the worst podcast ever. Yeah, <laughs> or the best. That's true. You can't make any mistakes if you're. That's right. Yeah, it's all up to anyway. We're gonna have to maybe take his word for it that 400 people have signed this change.org petition, which is certainly a big problem. <laughs> oh, I found it. 451 have signed. I will link in the chat if you need it. Yeah, why don't we see what the change.org petition actually says? Oh, it's got a link to his Twitter uh, post of a, or a screenshot of a tweet saying, I literally call myself a fascist in my bio, loud and proud. Uh, so it, it wasn't ironic. It wasn't even like, oh, haha, you guys think I'm a fascist. I'm going to say I'm a fascist to uh, like own you because I'm actually not. Nope. Right. <laughs> no, I am, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's on. He's operating on a super high level of irony, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the super high uh, level of irony is called being sincere about your beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm on the same level of irony. Me too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just sincerely say like a f inflammatory thing you believe, but you believe mm -hmm. it genuinely, and you're, mm -hmm. but you're only saying it to make people mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of that going on. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess... I believe this is a quote, a couple quotes from him. I believe that gender ideology is one of the greatest evils in human history. A very absurd thing to say when you compare it to pretty much any other great evil. <laughs> um, I think traditional gender ideology is one of the greatest evils in human history. <laughs> yeah. Like what gender ideology are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. The, the ideology sense. of gender like subjugating women is probably existing. bad i would say yeah there's been a lot of evil associated with that yeah so i guess what he's saying there is that we should abolish gender entirely maybe he's right here hmm. i guess Man. we'll just have to attend his speech to find out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they follow that up with the anti-trans hate crime epidemic is a complete fiction which I, I don't i'm sure he's got some real important like fbi crime stats to back that up as yeah. they often do with that kind of thing. Trying to obfuscate the point being that, you know, people who are out trans people are putting a target on themselves and are at higher risk of being attacked and et cetera. Yeah, this thing that I'm promoting, totally fiction. Like this thing that I've like <laughs> spent my like stake my career on being like the the anti trans guy. Right. Yeah. I mean hatred i mean what are we talking about here <laughs> it's a fiction but i sure wish it was fact i'm trying mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, they don't even get into how he. I'm still looking at the change.org thing, which I think they're they're just trying to send a message to the university that like this is fucked up. You know, there's not really a specific call to action here. Yeah, but they don't even talk about how he and like libs of TikTok have like specifically targeted multiple like children's hospitals around the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like start talking about a specific hospital and like specific doctors who provide gender affirming care to minors at those hospitals. And then just coincidentally, those hospitals and those doctors suddenly receive like a hundred bomb threats <laughs> Yeah, and end up having to like shut stuff down and, and not uh, actually care for trans minors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are like the same people who have been like attacking abortion clinics for fucking decades. Yeah. Same it's exact like- tactic. Yeah. Which seems to go a little beyond what what is traditionally protected as free speech, you know, mm. inciting stuff like that. Well, we'll see if Randy. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if he acknowledges that. He's really uh, gonna. I'm sure he's gonna really yeah. get this head on. He's really gonna, really gonna get right to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Well, he continues. The speech is part of Walsh's nationwide. What is a woman? lecture and documentary tour in which he discusses transgender and gender identity issues last year he said gender ideology is one of the greatest evils in human history maybe randy saw that on the change.org petition maybe yeah (laughs) randy doesn't tell us what he thinks of that statement no he doesn't. Uh, the, petition, <laughs> the petition organizers oppose Walsh's appearance in Iowa City. They argue he is prone to violence and a danger to the University of Iowa's community at large. The Cedar Rapids Gazette reported some petition signers have left comments like, we do not need to platform openly fascist people at our university. That's a weird way of putting that. The Cedar Rapids Gazette the, has yeah. reported to it. <laughs> I you mean, that is, comment. yourself, <laughs> <laughs> that is the first comment. yourself, dude. That is the first comment that shows up. Yeah. I mean, that's is that supposed to be some like extreme thing to say? Is that like maybe publicly funded universities shouldn't have like people who literally call themselves fascists <laughs> speaking? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's particularly controversial. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, what is the line? I guess for them, like, would they have like David Duke on campus? <laughs> I know he yeah. he used to do like stuff like that, like in the early 90s i mean like you said it's like they just dance around the fucking inherent violence to what they're doing and then like these like goofy liberal people are just like well you got to let them you got to hear them out like what Mm -hmm. where is the line yeah that's exactly the point i'm gonna read one more comment from the change.org uh petitioners this one said matt walsh is a pedophile so if anyone else is going to write an article about this, can you please put in your article, uh, Rock Hard Caucus reported that some petition signers have left comments <laughs> like, Matt Walsh is a pedophile. I would appreciate that. Um, We're the first to report on that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure the 17-year-old thing I said is actually true, but I guess... Um, no, I, yeah, I think he said even younger than that. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. I, yeah, I, there's some definite pedo shit with Matt Walsh that yeah. people were... Uh, digging up not long ago oh yeah he was talking about uh 16 year old girls are the most fertile bullshit mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah just fucking just rapist shit you know right yeah but trans people are the groomers yeah not the guy who like lusts after teenagers and says that they're the most fertile and therefore should definitely be the, the mothers <laughs> <laughs> 
Ugh. Again, Catholic. Red flag. <laughs> uh, in recent years, members of the Iowa legislature have criticized the three state universities over accusations that administrators have stifled free speech rights, especially of conservatives. The University of Iowa and Iowa State University have lost expensive lawsuits over their treatment of student organizations that espouse views that may differ from other students or administrators. This is an opinion piece, Randy. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, like, what is this? Like, what? Can you, like, be a little bit more specific here? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, who are the regents? You know, who are the people in the Iowa legislature making these accusations? Yeah. <laughs> again just like completely accepting the framing that like oh like they're uh attacking or like going after conservatives in particular it's yeah like, i mean people these, like uh, matt walsh are like specifically attracting this kind of attention because that's what they like feed off of right like, you think he booked the university of iowa on his what is a woman tour yeah like <laughs> not hoping to gin up some like controversy <laughs> it's just like when benny johnson came and he, like, pissed off that guy who kicked over his projector. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is You're just daring people to do anything and then being like, mm -hmm. so the same people like Randy Evans can be, like, condemning it and be like, mm, I don't know. They, they went too far this time when they fucking shoved over a projector or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's intentional antagonism. And then, like, oh, oh, it's just my speech. Like, how dare you? Uh, the Iowa Board of Regents responded by adopting a freedom of expression policy that says it is not the responsibility of the universities to shield individual members of the campus community from viewpoints they may find unwelcome, disagreeable or offensive. Never seen any any university employee uh, attempt to do anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, Randy does not tell us like, is this working? What was the motivation behind it, yeah. adopting this policy? who are the people making these accusations? It's also like one thing to say that, but then it's another thing to like accept an invitation for this guy to come to your fucking campus. Like, I don't understand what this policy actually does. <laughs> like, no, yeah. what is that? It doesn't mean anything. It's fucking meaningless. The only impact it's had on me, a university employee is that I have to take the free speech Test. oh yeah 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 <laughs> i forgot about that okay okay i guess it's obviously doing paying a lot in of dividends which, yeah i learn nothing i just like fill in a bubble that says i read this <laughs> yeah finally randy's presenting a solution here the solution is not to shout down speakers with whom people might disagree Instead of protests that disrupt events, a better outcome that advances everyone's knowledge and understanding of controversial topics is letting speakers speak and then organizing other events that expose people to contrary perspectives. Yeah. So another debate. like, yeah, yeah again, like flattening all of this to like, oh, he's just a guy with an opinion. It's definitely not like there's like millions of dollars from like sympathetic mm -hmm. groups, businesses, whatever, like being poured into the Daily Wire to exactly promote this kind of shit. It's like, oh, right. just fucking speak louder than them with like millions of dollars of backing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know there are some progressive groups that probably have millions of dollars worth of backing, but like, again, these people are like specifically courting controversy to get themselves in the news so they can attract more people to their 
uh, cause. And, and people like Randy Evans, again, are like exactly giving them what they want by writing bullshit articles like this. Yeah. Yeah. What What is he proposing here? Like we we politely listen to what Matt Walsh has to say and then we go up on stage right after him and we just say the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what everyone really wants. It'll be a, a very productive exchange of ideas. Yeah. The The idea in question being like, is it okay to like be a gender separate from what you were assigned at birth? Like what, what is there really to say? <laughs> I think the the conservatives need to answer the question is, what if I find a trans person attractive? What does that mean for me uh, going forward? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like, uh, yeah, Mr. Walsh should probably uh, answer that question because <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's I don't know. I know that's like kind of like you know everyone's like, oh, if you like hate gay people, then you're secretly gay. But I genuinely think that a lot of this stuff is like literally guys who are like, I like saw a, a trans person I found to be attractive and that made me very confused and scared inside and then made me reconsider mm-hmm. some things about myself. And that was like well, too much or, for or me or to I, handle. I refuse to reconsider those things about myself. Or, yeah. Or yeah. just <laughs> denial. Just push it <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and all of my hatred is now aimed at this group of people because they tried, they tricked me. They corrupted me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like it's it's uh there's definitely an element of that like a uh, hate a self self-doubt that I refuse to resolve and instead oh, I just yeah. push it all outwards like I would say that like I don't know again getting into like pretty broad psychological things but like <laughs> a lot of the conservative stuff and some of the liberal stuff is just like projected self-hatred <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just so plain to see I think um mm. Yeah, I I have these negative feelings towards myself because of an experience. And rather than change anything about myself to resolve those negative feelings, mm-hmm. I demand that the world the problem change is and outside conform of to me. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? You know what? I I think we we can do an exercise here. So, Randy is proposing that the solution to the Matt Walsh problem, which I I don't get from this article really- that he, he yeah, it's sees it yeah. as a problem, yeah. <laughs> but the the answer that that we should have is to do our own event where we cover the same topics from the opposite perspective. So if mm-hmm. Matt Walsh is touring on the "What Is a Woman" tour, and he had this documentary, which of course I have not seen a single second of, but which is, a, I assume, very anti-trans. Mm. The, the question he's posing to everyone is, "What is a woman?" So do you think that we can like tackle that question? Can we answer that? Um probably. I think a woman is a person who identifies as a woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and what does it mean to identify as a woman? I think it's hard to it's hard to answer that in like a, a very short answer because like the idea of a woman has evolved over time, you know? Like mm-hmm. The gender roles that we were talking about, you know, gender ideology being a great evil, <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it developed, you know, over probably millennia. I assume there were probably cavemen and women who were thinking of themselves as cavemen and women. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's there's long been this like divide between the masculine and the feminine. And yeah, it's and it's kind of fluid, I think, like everybody probably has a different 
like set of ideas about what one or the other is. Yeah, well, and it's definitely obviously not a binary. It's like yeah, that men too. have women, fem- female traits, and some women have traits that are more considered male. It's like, I don't know. But yeah, that's the, I think Engels basically said that like the first uh, conflict was between like man and women. Mm-hmm. And then sort of like um, modern society is kind of based on the subjugation of, of women. And then I think basically as things have progressed in some ways that, uh, I mean, this is all a reaction to gender, traditional gender roles becoming less of like uh, an important ideal for a lot of people. Yeah. They're scared. Yeah. They're fucking scared. Right. Yeah. If if all of human society up until this point has been on the back of subjugating women, if you start to expand the definition of what a woman is, like yeah, the whole thing is going to collapse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably a more satisfying answer than uh what Matt Walsh's answer is, which I think yeah. is just a person with a vagina, I think. Yeah. He just thinks very bluntly about it. Yeah. He's so a, what is a man? A Whatever you want him to be. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to ask the question, what is a woman? You, you have to ask, you know, what is a human being and how do yeah. we classify ourselves and why? Yeah. 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 I think that that, that little riff was a lot more thoughtful than anything you're going to hear Matt Walsh say next week. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think a woman is folks? Feel free yeah. to call in. <laughs> uh, while Iowans will be watching to see if problems occur with Walsh's lecture, <laughs> it was clear last month in California, what direction the current hot political climate is taking us. You see, again, this is a problem is that people are upset about this kind of stuff, not the problems fact occur. That it's actually a problem that this guy is like openly promoting this stuff with like plenty of backing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Walsh's lecture itself is a problem occurring. Yeah, I think the fact that he's on tour is a problem that's occurring over and over. <laughs> His rise to like media stardom is a problem that has occurred. His whole career is an occurring problem, reoccurring problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he starts talking about Louisiana or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some judge got uh, heckled at Stanford University. Yeah, I think this he... is a thing that the campus free speech crowd points to a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of other examples that they point to. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like, I just don't. Like, again, these people are specifically trying to antagonize people one way or another, and then they're getting what they wanted, and then we're, like, supposed to sympathize with them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... What, what It's so fucking stupid. So let me see how he ends this. He's quoting from um, Jenny Martinez, who is the dean of the Stanford Law School. So this is where the, uh, the judge, um, Stuart Kyle Duncan of Baton Rouge, Louisiana where he was shouted down at a a speaking event. Uh, The dean of the Stanford Law School, in her response to that situation, this is part of what she said. And this is about, um, well, according to Randy, this goes beyond issues of law school decorum, which, thank God, because who gives a shit about that? That's not important at all. Lawyers, like, the most (laughs) famous, like, fence-sitters, like, playing both sides of the aisle people in the fucking world. Like, yeah. Uh, the most ethical profession. 
um, yeah, for of all sure. time. <laughs> if you have no principles at all, you can never be violating any any other principles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I keep not saying what she said. Jenny Martinez said this, the cycle of degenerating discourse won't stop if we insist that people we disagree with must first behave the way we want them to. The cycle stops when we recognize our responsibility to treat each other with the dignity with which we expect to be met. Yeah, I think it stops when you <laughs> stop fucking scolding people, like, again, for having a fucking normal reaction to some, like, fucking asshole coming to their their campus and saying it, like... Yeah basically like you people need to fucking die like yeah what does he think he's doing here we insist that people we disagree with first must behave the way we want them to yeah you're telling people not to disrupt this event in any way yeah <laughs> yep sorry there's no authority anymore like you fucking yeah. fuck this up so badly that like <laughs> we don't care if you're a lawyer like we don't care if like you're a journalist for like 400 years this shit is like so <laughs> fucking childish uh yeah, for real. You're breaking the rules of decorum. It's not acceptable discourse. <laughs> this is not how adults like fucking deal with conflicts. <laughs> yeah. It uh yeah, the cycle of degenerating discourse stops when we choose to replace condemnation with curiosity, invective with inquiry. Well, Again. he's already <laughs> like Matt Walsh has already skipped past that point. I yeah like uh, god damn it what the I fuck is he curious about he doesn't give a shit about yeah. these people no <laughs> yeah like it's just like taking the most bad faith actors on the fucking planet at complete face value like just taking their word for it when they have zero fucking reason negative reasons to believe them on anything they say mm -hmm. it's disgusting and then randy props up his friend denny and says my friend denny would agree i do <laughs> that so. yeah that's a really good ending too my friend denny would agree i do again just putting words in his dead friend's mouth <laughs> yeah and barely saying any words of his own you know like this whole piece is like just saying things that have happened and then what other people said about it <laughs> yeah what do you believe randy like what, you said that you're not a conservative uh your friend denny who basically you've agreed with the entire time uh couldn't be more <laughs> night and day again first pay, first sentence of the of the article my friend yeah. danny and i were as different as night and day came out of retirement How? to do this what was the point man <laughs> yeah just to beg us not to protest <laughs> yep smarm yeah again there will be uh people hanging out outside April 19th, if you want to meet some cool people and hopefully make some connections in your community of like-minded individuals. <laughs> More <laughs> worth your time than hanging out at the Matt Walsh event. Yeah. Better than hanging out with uh, Randy Evans waiting to see if any problems occur. Like, I was going <laughs> to remark on that. Or he's like, him and his, uh, well, I guess not Danny anymore, but him and his friends are just <laughs> like sitting around like, waiting for the protest to start up so they can like start wringing their fucking hands about it <laughs> yeah he must have had a good time in 2020 yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh randy's personal email address is at the end of this article if oh yeah you should probably include that yeah should i should i read it out loud <laughs> yeah it's on the fucking des moines register they have way more sway than we do way more yeah. influence dmrevans2810 at gmail.com so I'm not going to email him but if you want to email him this episode I'm sure he would appreciate it 
Yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh, well, real briefly, I do have a more fun piece of news that also relates to the University of Iowa that I thought we could talk about for a minute. Uh, it's it's just kind of a real example of absurdity. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> this piece was in the Daily Iowan uh, on April 6th by Liam Hallowith, their politics editor. Uh, and this is about the university announcing a metaversity virtual reality campus. So from what I have heard recently, uh, Facebook and uh Mark Zuckerberg are sort of like quietly backing away from their lofty idea of the metaverse. <laughs> like I've, I haven't like read anything about that, but I've seen like brief mention that they are putting less focus on the metaverse, that it was clearly a flop. No one gives a shit about the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a very funny article that I recommend everyone reads uh, in New York magazine. That is, uh, it's called searching for friends in Mark Zuckerberg's deserted fantasy land. <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's really funny it's pretty long but uh it's got some pretty good uh interactions with the people who are actually using this uh software yeah so i think we have passed the brief window where anyone was pretending that this was like a worthwhile endeavor <laughs> yeah <laughs> except apparently for the university of iowa tippy college of business <laughs> <laughs> the best ideas come from the fucking business department <laughs> Apparently, they just opened uh, their virtual twin to the university's campus in the metaverse just earlier this month. And they're going to use this for uh, research on virtual realities, virtual learning opportunities, and virtual tours of campus. So, like, this is, again, like, been around for, like, two decades at this point. Uh, I know that you have used uh, Second Life, <laughs> the software yeah, yeah. that yep. came out in like 2004, maybe. And it was also, there's a million articles that were basically like this one about like how uh, big of a deal it was going to be, how it was going to be like the new thing for all these uh, people to meet each other online, all this like social social interaction on your computer. And there is like literally a bunch of fucking uh, colleges doing the same shit on there. Uh, Newt Gingrich was on there giving yep, speeches yep. to a bunch of We've like, about that wiggling, like on show. worms. Yeah, there's a bunch of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's already a failure. If you go on yeah, Second Life yeah. now, it's like literally just a bunch of like very sad forty-year-olds uh, like cosplaying their like Barbie mansions. Like, yeah, it was already very strange when we were looking at it like 10 years ago. Yeah. No, it's actually gotten less strange. It's just boring. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. Sucks. It's just yeah. boring. It's just a bunch of people in there, like prefab. Like, no, people used to make f cool stuff in there, but now it's like all just prefab stuff. And people just like, again, just like live out their second lives in their big fake mansions that look like McMansion <laughs> hell. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out yeah. life is boring and trying to have a second one in the computer yeah not that yeah. exciting <laughs> no i think real life is probably preferable to unless you are life. living out like insane physically impossible fetishes second yeah. life is not <laughs> worth your time yeah there are there are some things <laughs> it is useful for <laughs> but as someone who spent like way too much time in the computer i think uh first life is probably a lot, lot cooler <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, uh, virtual learning opportunities. Uh, it seems like, well, you know, Evan and I, not to break the illusion, we're not actually hanging out on the porch right now. We are <laughs> talking to each other via Zoom, which 
maybe isn't the best way to conduct a classroom, but seems to be pretty well tested at this yeah. point. Like, you know, yeah. it's not going to live up to an in-person learning experience, but it's something probably the best you can do virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that adding like three-dimensional avatars to the experience is going to improve your learning experience (laughs) i don't know uh i also i do have a vr headset um i bought it at the very beginning of the pandemic with my biden or trump bucks excuse me definitely not giving biden credit for that (laughs) he still owes me fourteen hundred dollars yeah yeah remember who signed those Um, fucking checks (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but like it's and i'm not i'm not a super social person uh you might have gathered that but like it's unnerving to like encounter people in virtual reality. Cause like it's, it's like uncanny Valley where it's like, you know, they're people like the main thing that it really adds. It's like different from just chatting on zoom is like, you can like really capture people's like body movements and like their hand gestures and stuff and like see what they're uh, pointing <laughs> yeah. at and stuff. But it's like, it's still not close enough to like actual human interaction because again like you can't like it's not like you can see people's faces like moving in a natural way right it's just it's unnerving and it's like as and also it's overrun with like 13 year olds who should not be on there because it's like (laughs) you know against the terms of service (laughs) but uh Yeah. yeah yeah it's not fun it's like it's unnerving it's creepy the real failure of this article is that there are not any photos or videos attached because they say that the university president, Barbara Wilson cut the ribbons to open the new virtual campus as a virtual avatar of herself, which we are not allowed to see in this article. It does say that it was broadcast via Facebook Live, so maybe I'll be able to find an archive of that. But today, school leaders and members of a virtual reality company gathered here at a digital version of the Pentacrest for a virtual ribbon cutting. Oh! Uh, There we go! (laughs) (laughs) This looks great. This is the University of Iowa. Not the real one, but an online replica. A big part of the New York Magazine article is like, uh, why don't they have legs? Well, again, because it would look fucking weird if they did. Because <laughs> like, yeah, you can, you know, you have controllers that can like sense where your fingers are. And like you have your head that can like bob around. <laughs> but like outside of that, yeah. there's like not that much you have to for put them on to an- animate. Ankle straps and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A whole haptic fucking suit. <laughs> yeah. You're starting to get into like ready player one territory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. your entire life revolves around like existing in the virtual world. <laughs> you yeah. have a, equipment that encompasses your whole body. Yeah. See, I, I use my VR uh, so I can pretend I'm in a race car. See, that's like, mm-hmm. that's a normal thing to do with, with a VR headset versus... Honestly, that makes sense because like, you know, it's very expensive to yeah. to drive a race car and there's exactly. less danger if you're doing it virtually. Yeah. And it's a lot more fun than going to a fucking meeting in a virtual conference room that you could have either had on zoom or in real life on a fucking telephone Both would have even. been preferable like, a landline yeah. telephone is just as effective for sharing this information probably it's already 80 <laughs> degrees outside in april you want to put a fucking vr headset on for like a, what a hour and a half long meeting mm-hmm. shit fucking sucks no one wants to do that <laughs> yeah uh well this is like the most important part of this that i really wanted to to make fun of 
Iowa Senator Zach Walls, a Democrat from Coralville and the Democratic leader, <laughs> virtually attended the unveiling of the campus as an avatar <laughs> on Thursday. So again, show us the Zach Walls avatar, please. Yeah, come on. That's too good to pass up. Walls said he is excited about the research possibilities for the technology. Which are what? Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you researching? The research possibilities? Like, oh my God. Just get a World of Warcraft account. Like, research that. <laughs> yeah. People have much more meaningful interactions on World of Warcraft than they do on any fucking VR app. For sure. Yeah. Shout out to my friend Alex in Maine. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, exactly. I know a lot of people who have, like, <laughs> online friends from, like, video games and stuff. Actually, like, don't we know people who know Tony because of World of Warcraft? Um, Tony and I played City of Villains. Uh, I did know Tony before that. Uh, Well, I think, yeah. I mean, World of Warcraft, he played that too with our other friend, Steve. Um, Right. But, but yeah. I think that's uh, when I first met Tony. Tony is a MMO MMO friend, even though I have only played. That's like literally the only MMO I've played. And it was only Mm. for like three months, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I met Tony through World of Warcraft initially because I was Ah. playing with Steve. Anyway, (laughs) this is a quote from Zach Walls, the leader of the Democratic Party in Iowa right now. This is what he thinks of the metaverse opening up on the University of Iowa campus. It's exciting to see this new kind of leading edge technology being pioneered for the university. It'll be interesting to explore the various use cases (laughs) here on campus. That's a Zach Walls statement right there redundant and says absolutely nothing (laughs) yeah this leading edge technology being pioneered for the university wow fucking like mapping a real space and putting it in a digital world yeah not even interesting virtual spaces like i said like it's literally like conference rooms and like just fucking boring ass like buildings that look like real buildings like there's so much potential for like cool like art and creative stuff on there and it's like they absolutely are like catering to the exact the worst most boring uses for this kind of technology like yeah it's it's insane let's do boring shit with a headset on yeah (laughs) no we should be like fucking putting people into (laughs) <laughs> forcing people into psychedelic experiences that they're not they're not ready for <laughs> that's way more fun <laughs> yeah if i cannot be the avatar of a school bus in this metaverse university yeah. <laughs> like what am i getting out of it yeah <laughs> did they map out the secret dungeons on campus in this metaverse university <laughs> Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's another cool thing you can do for, for that. You can explore the International Space Station. You can, like, uh, explore, like, a U-boat or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. there's... The bunker just, where Adolf Hitler killed himself. You can look at yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're really there. <laughs> yeah. I, I brought this up in our chat the other day, but, like, I was thinking about this in relation to Columbine and how, like... <laughs> oh. This wasn't real, but there was a rumor that they had mapped out their high school in Doom and like used yeah. it to train for the, yeah. the big day, <laughs> which was like an urban legend. But like, you know, 25 years ago, this is this is how we felt about using technology to map out our schools <laughs> in the computer. And now it's like, oh, yeah, this is so we can have a meeting. Yeah. They're just enabling school shooters with this. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. 
but we've we've just gone so so backwards like we recognized that this was dangerous and should not be allowed <laughs> our cultural reaction to columbine was correct yeah in all ways <laughs> <laughs> and we have lost sight of that anyway to tie these two stories together i'm proposing that matt walsh uh actually present his speech in this new meta university where they can mute all of the rest of us and we will not be able to heckle him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's free speech right there. Solves all your problems. Matt Walsh gets to say everything he wants completely unchallenged and there's no risk of danger to anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, there's definitely been some griefing incidents on second life. I'm sure there's some pretty smart people out there who might be able to get around, um, some of the, the limitations of of that environment um <laughs> i can't remember who the lady was but there was she was like a fashion designer for second life and like was getting like a bunch of publicity and like gave a speech and like people just made these like floating penises <laughs> that would just like float onto the <laughs> stage while she was speaking oh yeah yeah yeah. i, I do remember seeing that yeah it was people on something awful for sure mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure there's actually an article on something awful about it and this was a long time ago so again that's uh not that we're condoning that behavior yeah. but <laughs> it was uh there's ways around there's ways around the rules if you're uh smart with technology yeah there's always a back door yeah there's got to be cool like uh computer science students on campus who could figure out how to cat uh, hack the meta university yeah we're gonna vandalize the virtual campus <laughs> <laughs> uh you want to hear some voicemails we've got a few sure i didn't write down the phone number and i still don't have it memorized so uh you're gonna hear some voicemails now from people who called the number 319-849-8733 so if you would like to call in and say something to us really uh the the sky's the limit you can say whatever you want but uh if you say anything too bad i just won't play it on the show <laughs> but free yeah, reign. There you go. Call and say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, here's the first one. Hey guys, uh, Kami Trucker here. I saw this phone number scrawled on the bathroom stall at Ray Gun T-shirt store. I'm not sure what that's about, <laughs> but I thought I'd call and let y'all know that in his youth, Chuck Grassley would make his farmhands hook up automatic milking machines to him, and he'd just get milked for hours. It's a weird fetish of his, like hmm. Jordan Peterson. Anyway, oh, <laughs> great show. Keep up the good work. You know, I thought that was real for for a minute. <laughs> like that's what they're hmm, doing that, in China. It's probably Milking. not a reference to anything. That's got to be just a legitimate statement. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was uh, our friend Kami Trucker, one of the first uh, supporters of our podcast. Actually, yeah. Did you see back. he was in Newsweek recently? I did see that, and I read the article yeah. uh, last night, I think. Yeah, harrowing stuff. He talked about yeah, a, a really job horrible. he had in a slaughterhouse years ago. Yeah. I'll probably link that in the, the episode notes if you want to read about an Iowan who worked in a slaughterhouse and how awful that was. <laughs> uh, I, I also, I forgot to say this. I want to apologize to the person who left a voicemail like two months ago asking Chuck for advice. Because <laughs> we have not uh, schedules have not lined up yet to actually have Chuck uh, take on your your question and provide you with that advice. So hopefully yeah. you're doing okay. 
without his advice so far, but we we're will trying get to, to lure eventually. him. We're trying to lure him onto the podcast mm-hmm. um, by throwing rocks and, and baited him like in the Safari Zone in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so we will get to it eventually, but uh, in the meantime, you know, if the backlog keeps piling up, I can guilt him about it. So if you would like uh, Chuck to advise you on any sort of like life situations you're in, hopefully not time sensitive, 319-849-8733 and just ask for Chuck. Yeah, give it about a year (laughs) for the advice to to hit. All right, here's another one. Hey guys, it's Heath, a long time listener, sometimes poster, first time caller. I want to tell you about a time that uh, me and the man himself uh stole a soda machine from Fontana Park outside Quasquiton. Um the deal was we were gonna take the uh cash, he was gonna take the sodas. He didn't know that sodas were uh serial numbered. So we took right? them all. Uh it was a crazy night. The moon looked like a boob. Soda machine <laughs> looked like a boner in the moonlight. We pushed that thing into the river. Uh we drove away. We did some crimes. Um, <laughs> he beat some guys up. He didn't lose the fight. It was incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I believe this was someone who got into some Iowa trouble. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like there's some serious Iowa trouble going on there. Yeah. Did you catch their name? I I didn't understand it. He said Keith, maybe? I don't know. That might I be right. I not either. Yeah, I pulled up the Google Voice transcript and it said Teeth. Oh, <laughs> it's probably not what they said, but yeah. yeah, could be. But we definitely know who the man himself was. <laughs> yeah, I actually have another uh, voicemail here about Iowa trouble, and then we can talk about that situation, maybe. But <laughs> okay, a rock hard caucus, first time, long time. Just like to bring attention to our boy Evan in the latest episode of Iowa Uh-oh. Trouble. He uh, he talks about ethanol vehicles. And I'd just like to say, uh, most vehicles can, in fact, run uh, E100 ethanol. In fact, the Model T could run E100 ethanol. Okay. Fool. <laughs> now, let's just say that uh, E100 is not ideal, though. It is a lower energy, and uh, it mostly just sucks. Um, so uh, use regular gas. I appreciate okay. the correction. To whoever that was. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I have heard that. I just have... Uh, I, I know I've read my owner's manual for my uh, 2011 Subaru. <laughs> yeah. And, cover uh, to cover? You read the whole thing? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm afraid to... Yeah. I'm afraid to use the E15. If I see that, I'm like, I'm, I'm scared. I yeah, don't know. no way. That can't be right. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. I mean, the scientists that I listen to, the water professors, they seem to be pretty anti-ethanol. So, yeah, I guess it's not really the the problem with ethanol is the fact that it's being burned to power vehicles. It's probably the fact that yeah. we're using it, we're like growing corn to subsidize it so that we can burn it. It's <laughs> sort of that it's pretending to solve a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, if you are listening and you have no idea what's been going on the last two voicemails, Evan and I have been reviewing a book called Iowa Trouble by Tyler Granger. And uh, the episodes 
the full episodes are on our Patreon, patreon.com slash rockhardcaucus. I think they are really high quality podcasting. Like the book is very funny and we have had a lot to say about it. Um, there were clips from the episodes posted on our free feed, but uh, we received copyright infringement warnings over them. <laughs> Uh, shame, on SoundCloud, man. SoundCloud, and YouTube. This man does not have the money mindset. Just yeah, come on, man. It's it's free publicity. Yeah, you might I, get I a couple confirm. sales. I would almost bet that you're going to get like one or two sales off of this. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, a novelty. I mean, your book is a novelty. That's why we're reviewing it. It's yeah, fun. yeah. We have not said anything to discourage anyone from buying this book, which I have done with other books we've reviewed, but this one is like a joy to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I can confirm for sure that the YouTube copyright uh, reports came from the author himself because his email address was attached. You know, I assume he did the same on SoundCloud. Um, so we probably will not be posting a free clip uh, just to avoid potentially losing any of our accounts unfairly. <laughs> So if you want to hear the real shit, uh, that'll be on our Patreon. Um, and I should, I, you know, I'm going to make a public statement here. We did not violate anyone's copyright in doing this. Right. This is fair use. 100% fair use. We are providing commentary, criticism, and analysis of material from this <laughs> yeah. book. In fact, you did already generate a sale off of this. So, yeah, yeah didn't you buy the book? Well, I bought it, of course. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's one sale. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I think that it's a pretty clear-cut case of uh, using the copyright system to retaliate against us for criticizing your work. And yeah. uh, I think that that is malicious, and I hope that uh, SoundCloud and YouTube see it that way as well. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I may have to uh, start renting a P.O. box to counter the YouTube claim so that you don't get my address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, if the P.O. box, I think, is a good idea. I think that would be fun. Yeah. And then, you know, once we have it, we're going to have to use it for something. So, listeners, I, there may be a P.O. box in the future. Once again, we have not gotten the hate mail, the hate emails, the hate uh, voicemails that we've been, like, begging for for years. <laughs> We Absolutely haven't got, true. We've, yeah. I don't think we've gotten, I mean, there's been a couple of haters. I'll, I'll say that, but like we embrace that. That's, mm -hmm. that's fun. Overall, people are being way too nice to us. I know. Yeah. I mean, don't send any, once we have the PO box, don't send any like biological waste or anything like well, that, but you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> against the USPS, you know. Right. There's definitely, they're definitely really strict about the uh, mail regulations. <laughs> All right, one last voicemail. We are pleased to announce Rock Hard Caucus is teaming up with Sprint and Buick GMC to celebrate Truck Month all April. Enjoy great deals on all Buick GMC trucks and SUVs starting at a down payment of $50,000. You will be entered for a chance to win an all-expense-paid trip to Rock Hard Caucus Studios in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> and you can say, aw, here it goes in the big round cage statue thing, just like Coolio. Special thanks to IBM for providing software and hardware solutions at the enterprise level 
for all Rock Hard Caucus facilities, not limited to the Rock Hard Caucus Museum, the Rock Hard Cafe, the Hard Rock Cafe, the Rainforest <laughs> Cafe, the Rock Hard Caucus Children's Military History Center, the Rock Hard Caucus Special Building, and finally, the Rock Hard Candle Store. See you next September. That sounded a lot like Trab Nipper, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I, I think Trab must have got a new job. Yeah, I, I'm not aware of this, but maybe like somebody in middle management is like not at Pizza like, Ranch handling the monthly advertisements for us. <laughs> but yeah, all of that is true, though. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely yeah. Appreciate whoever took care of that for us. Now I don't have to read all that myself. Uh, were you aware of the Rock Hard Caucus special building? Um, no. Is that like a federal Superfund site? Yeah, I don't know what's going on in that one. That's also happening like beyond my purview. Yeah, we're gonna have to be careful about any like whistleblowers involved in the special building. I think. <laughs> yeah. And I'm. I need to remember to cut that from the episode. And not let the public uh, hear our uh, candid uh, admission that we don't know what goes on in the special building. Research. Heavy yeah, research. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's completely innocent. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's that's a an episode for us. My hundred and tenth notch on the wall. Hundred and ten. <laughs> that's wild. That doesn't take into account the episodes that did not have a number or the nearly 100 episodes on our Patreon. Ah, yeah. you're keeping track of those too, though. I do. I number them. Diamond Hard Caucus Series number 96. Diamond Hard Caucus Series number 97. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, are we really that to that many on the Patreon too? Yeah, I think 97 was the second uh, Iowa Trouble episode. Oh. I think that was number 97. Wow. Well, uh, one other event that's happening in Iowa City that listeners to this show may be interested in, there is a labor notes troublemakers school happening on april 22nd at the imu so if you attend the matt walsh uh, event you can just hang out in the building for three days and then attend the troublemakers school put on by labor notes uh basically it's like if you're interested in organizing your workplace or you want to learn more about that process uh, i think there's going to be some real useful stuff going on there labornotes.org if you want to find the information i was told they don't turn anyone away for lack of funds so don't let that uh dissuade you if you see a dollar sign someone that you know may be there Hmm. wink wink (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and now we're going to close out with some music from an iowa band i believe these guys are from cedar falls this is the band t-a-n-g that spells tang but I think you're supposed to say it T-A-N-G because there's periods in between the letters. I don't know what it stands for, though. But maybe if we listen to their new album, Big Bright Empty Nothing, it will reveal the secrets of T-A-N-G to us. It's got really cool album art. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And like I've listened to like a little bit of this. I haven't listened to the whole album yet, but it's like long instrumental like prog kind of stuff. So I, I think it's cool. You can find it at tangiowa.bandcamp.com. And... uh just going off just titles, I'm going to let Evan pick which track from oh, Big Bright okay. Empty Nothing we'll close out with. Um, I mean, I guess we got to go with the first track, Towards the Rorschach Nebula. Yeah, Towards the Rorschach Nebula. Yeah. Yeah, and Evan chose that instead of Voyage Domino, Murphy's Comet, or Blues for Yuri. So. I was going to think of <laughs> Blues for Yuri. I was thinking of that one, too, because, you know, 
Yuri Gagarin is a hero of mine, but I, I don't know. So is Rorschach from fucking... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <clears throat> if you haven't picked up on it, yeah, Rorschach from Watchmen is like our ideological guiding light. Yeah. Yeah. I'll look down and whisper no. <laughs> I think that all the time. <laughs> I don't anyway. remember any quotes. It's been fucking 20 years since I read that. Yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for listening, and I hope you had a good time enjoying the 110th episode of Rock Hard Caucus. And here's T-A-N-G. Good night.